0: Good morning, America. It is Monday, and uh, we hope you had a fantastic weekend. Today's conversation is with a pastor from uh, New York on top of everything else, which I find absolutely fascinating. Uh, The conversations that we have about, you know, because you think about church here in the South and how we do things, Mm -hmm. but then to think about church in manhattan right like downtown manhattan Be a little different i mean literally his church is like you can look out and see the brooklyn bridge you know what i mean like yeah. like it's right there and so uh i'm very interested in this next discussion you're going to hear with pastor david englehart um It is a discussion about a lot of people don't know he's not only a pastor, but he also uh, is an attorney. And so we get into a deep conversation about the separation of church and state. One of the biggest things that I've always said is one, uh, Thomas Jefferson, one, it's not in the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson wrote those in letters. And the only thing I wish he would have said is he would have flipped it to be uh, the separation of state and church. (sighs) Oh, I just wish I could have gone back in time and changed its wording because it's sane, rational adults know what he means and what he meant. But either way, this conversation is uh, very enlightening, and, and I'm 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 super excited to share this with you. I made you guys a promise, and I made you guys a vow that the pastors that were doing things the right way, we were going to start giving them a platform, and we were going to start bringing them on here to have open discussion. So many of you have written about the conversation with John Cooper, all hour and a half of it, uh, on Friday. So if you've not listened to Friday's episode, you need to go back and listen to it right now. It was a good one. There is a battle coming, ladies and gentlemen. There is a battle for uh, uh, Christians standing up. Against tyranny standing up against corruption, standing up against the corrupt government, government, government uh, there is a battle coming and it's brewing and it's and it's lurking and it's it's actually coming a lot quicker than I anticipated and we dissect that in depth in Fridays. Episode. So if you've not listened to that, you need to go back and listen to it because once you listen to that, now you're going to be empowered and you're going to be inspired by this conversation with Pastor David Engelhart about the actual separation between church and state. I think that this is a powerful episode. A little shorter. But still, to the point, and I think that you guys are going to be inspired by this. I think you're going to be equipped by this. I think you guys are going to be informed by this, and I'm super excited to share this with you. Um, So yeah, buckle up, get ready. Do not change that dial. Trust me when I say you're going to want to hear what this man has to say about what Christians need to expect. And honestly, even if you're not a Christian listening to the show, and I know that we have some. You still need to listen to the information from a legal standpoint, etc., of the separation between church and state. Because if you claim to be pro-America, but you don't see the issues that are going on with the government trying to affect the church, that should worry you. If you're a Christian and you don't, that should really worry you. And this conversation is very powerful. So, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, a great episode, a great learn, uh, great learning experience for everyone. Um, so, coming up next, my interview with Pastor David Engelhart. But before we do that, we got to get into a spot. You know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted. There have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. Well, you know, Janet, who did understand, that would be real Americans and the people who invested in gold and silver with birch gold group they're protecting your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold physical Gold. And it's not too late for you to take action now. Text the word Graham, that's G R A H A M, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word Graham, that's G R A H A M, to 989898 for a free no obligation info kit now. All right, without further ado, Pastor David is in the house today. Thank you so much for joining us, man. My pleasure. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited that you're here Yeah. because you're not just a pastor. You're mm. also an attorney. Yes. Which you would think those two things wouldn't go together. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, yeah. but here you sit. Uh, you're also we, in New York, right?
1: New York City. New yeah. York City. We're in wow. Manhattan, the bottom tip of it, and uh, our church is between the Brooklyn Bridge and uh, the Manhattan Bridge. So, like, you see pictures of Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Literally, you could almost throw a rock off the Brooklyn Bridge really? and hit my church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: so I, I have so many questions. So, what? I'm curious what the atmosphere of the church is in New York right now? what what what, what Do you mean like? the
1: global New
0: York church? I, I mean,
1: I... I, mean, I <laughs> it's very different than my atmosphere. <laughs> well, 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 I tell
0: everybody, you know, right now, I mean, we've obviously aligned with Turning Point Faith. We are yeah. very, very God-first American yeah. patriots. You yeah. know, I'm a Christian before I'm an American. Absolutely. And and so I, I'm, I guess I'm talking both. The 98% of churches that I believe aren't doing the right thing, yeah. and then the 2% of churches that are doing the right yeah. thing. So what do you experience where you are in New York?
1: Well, I'll say I'll will start with the local and then move to the global, right? Okay. So, our church is absolutely flourishing. Wow. We have people in New York City that love God, that love their nation, yeah, that love the principles of liberty and freedom that flow from our scriptures, right? Yeah. And so, what's the fundamentals? Jesus came to earth, he died and rose again, right? He said he was God, and he said the Bible was God's Word. Yeah. So that's the logical presupposition to say, okay, this book here, they're not just great ideas, this is the Word of God. Yeah, the living, truth of God, yeah. Vibrating yeah, exactly. with life. And we have people that, that get it, and we have an enclave of amazing New York artists and people that love God that believe the scripture. And and for me, just like you, Graham, like all of my politics come from the scripture. It's not like I have my Bible on the left and then I have my Federalist papers on the right. Right. I have my Bible and then everything flows from it. You know, Abraham Kuyper said, There is not one square inch of the world where Jesus does not declare mine. Right. That the whole thing belongs to him, and he has something to say about the whole thing. Now, for New York City churches, that's mostly not the case. Yeah. Separation of church and state, do it. The government says whether or not it's in line with our beliefs. Yeah. So,
0: so I'm glad you brought that up. So so as an attorney, what is your specialty that, that, that you do as an attorney? Yeah, is it I,
1: religious freedoms and no, things like that? No, it's not. I do know that space because I fight in it. Right. Um, and I did a lot of exemption stuff. I'll talk, talk to you about it in a second. Okay. I primarily do corporate law. I, I represent a lot of... Um, Conservative leaning businesses, business transaction, trademark, on early round funding, business guy right. stuff. Okay, okay, okay. And Got my it. idea was missionally. I wanted to be engaged in the business culture of New York as a pastor. So like New York, like you can have a theology degree. Great. Well, that's a degree in fairies for a New Yorker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But a business degree gives you a sense of credibility with that kind of secular community. And it's opened some doors that have been really cool Uh, as a pastor. okay, okay. I
0: understand. Okay, so so, so, since you are an attorney and a pastor, I I really want to deep dive into what seems to be in my, my opinion, and like I said, I'm not a pastor. Sure. I'm just a guy that loves Jesus, man. Yeah. I'm not perfect at, at all. and mm-hmm. uh, But but because of my connections, the people we know, I, I see into church world. Yeah. Because there is a church world. Yes. And unfortunately, it's, it's very political, very much like the political world, I have found out, which is very disheartening. But it seems that churches— uh, and pastors of these churches that aren't doing the right thing. that they're, they're, they're bowing down to government mandates. They're cherry-picking what parts of the Bible they want to talk about. Yes. They're using what they don't want to talk about and putting it under a category of political, yep. and then they're using the separation of church and state as their reasoning why they can't talk yep. about it That's with scripture.
1: their 501c3. Right, the scripture about separation of church and state yeah, that yeah, doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
0: so, 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 so from a pastor and an attorney's perspective, I'd love your thoughts on that, the separation of church and state, I wrote in my book that I think the biggest mistake the church ever made was accepting a 501c3 mm. status mm. because it, it, it did the opposite of what the church wanted. It actually put a muzzle on the church. That's my own opinion, but uh, but but I'd love to get your your thoughts on that.
1: Well historically we have a knee-jerk reaction in Protestantism from Rome and the marriage of the secular state to the church. Right. Lord Acton said, "Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely." Yeah, right. It is Tolkien's Ring of Power. I was talking to my brother one time, and I was like, "I was like, what is the symbolism of the Ring of Power?" He's like, "It's power, you idiot. It's power.
0: <laughs> right, You right, get right, power,
1: right. it corrupts you." Yeah. And so, you know, the church being grassroots, being democratized, uh, 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 um, anti-fragile on, on a local level as opposed to a papal marriage. And I love, i got lots of Catholic friends, love my Catholic friends, but the papal marriage to the state caused serious problems. Yeah, And when our founders were founding the nation, Light and the Glory, I'm sure you know that book, yep. phenomenal book about yep. the founding of the nation. Um, they were rejecting the Anglicanism, you know, the the, the Catholic Church yeah. of England, the Anglicanism and the marriage of church and state. Right, And so, Whenever we have knee-jerk reactions or polarity or the pendulum swinging from one thing to another, we often miss the tension in between. Right. And the tension for the church is the church is called to be a counselor to the king. Well, in our country, yeah, the king is we, the people. Yeah. Our constitution starts we, the people, the sovereign. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And sovereignty comes from. Revelation chapter one, verse six, that God makes us kings and priests through Christ. It's the same promise actually, that's given to the Israelites. It's God doesn't change his promise. He says, if you're walking with me, I want you to, Genesis mandate, take dominion. That's a term of rulership. So from the garden of Eden to revelation, God has wanted believers to rule with him. Scripture says about Jesus, he was the firstborn among many brethren, not that we're just tiny little slave ants, but that we're sons and we have a destiny and it's to affect nations. And so we believe that the church is called to counsel the king, that members of our church are called to rise up and take positions of authority, and when the church abdicates that position, especially in a democratic society, you will stand before God one day and he will say. Why did you give up the position of authority right. that I gave you? Absolutely. In Revelation, chapter two and chapter three are about churches that Jesus starts every letter with an encouragement, and then he says, "And here's where you royally screwed up." Except right. in Philadelphia, here's where you messed up. And I think the American church has messed up yeah. in abdicating to the education, right, primarily the educational world, all of our governing powers, I mean, to to a vast degree.
0: All right, guys. Basically, I live my life constantly with things
1: in my head,
0: uh, whether it's songs, whether it's sermons, whether it's books, etc. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of sermons from different pastors, different churches, uh, listening to a lot of books, uh, Acts, Judges, Romans, etc. That's just what I do because I'm a nerd in that way. And lately, I've been listening to it in a great way because of Raycon Wireless Earbuds. That's right. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour Battery life. Raycons are also priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons everyday earbuds have over fifty thousand five star reviews all you got to do is go to buyraycon.com slash graham today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash graham to score 15 percent off trust me when i say forget beats by dre forget those little apple earbud garbage etc go to raycon.com that's r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash graham today so, I agree 100%, by I'm the rambling. Right. Sorry. no, 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 I'm no, no. Not at all. I like that a lot. So, I, I agree. The scriptures are very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of people that argue. It's not in our Constitution, uh, but Thomas Jefferson wrote about the separation of church and state. I have argued for a long time, I really wish... It would have been called the separation of state and church mm-hmm. because his actual point of that was, like you said, they came from a land yes. that the government dictated the church. Yeah. And depending on what church you went to, depended on your political status, et cetera, et cetera, the point... Was to get the government out of the church, yep. but 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 now we've perverted that, yes. and 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 we use it as well. The church has no business talking yes. about uh, what they deem political things. Right. I would deem it cultural and moral yes. things because politics is culture. Yes. It affects every aspect of what we do in this country. What would you say to pastors? That are using that as a as a as an opportunity to not address what's going on with abortion. I can't tell you how many churches said nothing Most during my friends. during the entire fight that was the Roe v. Wade mm-hmm, fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Mississippi, born and mm-hmm, raised, mm-hmm. so I love Mississippi, man. Yes. Mississippi got it all Praise the way God to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, and you won't hear that very often. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, but 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 then once it happened, I would say fifty percent actually said, oh, we're pro-life and we believe life starts at conception. But you still have pastors to this day that have not said anything. And and uh, when we talk about the LGBTQ community, we talk about all this stuff. Of course, we're supposed to love everyone. And God calls us to love everyone. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Yes. But if we never, ever, ever address the sin, aren't we liars? <laughs>
1: You're saying all of my favorite things in <laughs> a row. Okay. it's well, really hard roll, for me to roll with <laughs> it. Roll with it. This. Go,
0: go, go for it.
1: I, I, I just want—I want to hit one issue that's major in the church. Okay, we've said for the last twenty to thirty years all sin is the same. Right. And we've said it in order to get people to come into our doors. Right. Now, I wrote a book called Good Kills, and in it I say yes, all sin is the same like all sickness is the same. Right. A cold is sickness and brain cancer is sickness. Right. A cold you'll get over in a few minutes, Right. brain cancer will kill you tomorrow. Yeah. And the church has been so cowardly about talking about divorce, sexual anarchy, Absolutely. about all of these primary issues, abortion, anything, especially sexuality, the church has been so cowardly to say, whoa, 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 this is our space, yeah. this is God, Matthew 19. God made man and woman in his image, yeah. joined them in a covenant for life, sexual union for life. What God put together, let no man separate. And we've broken the reverse order right. where at first we said, California, no fault divorce law, yeah. right? We said, it doesn't need to be for life. This is, this is God's three part order. First man and woman identity. Yep. Second sexual covenant of marriage yep. third forever. Right. We've broken it in reverse order literally. Yeah. We said no-fault divorce is okay. Right. Then we said homosexual marriage is okay. Yep. And now we're saying we don't even know if we're man or woman anymore right. because when you sin in the area of sexuality because sexuality creates identities, you destroy your identity. Yeah. You mar the identity that you were given by God. Absolutely. And so the church has stopped recognizing the hierarchical order of sin, and Jesus makes this really clear. Yeah. He says, if you lead a little child astray, it's worse for you to throw a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the sea. He doesn't say that about tax evasion. Yeah. Tax evasion is not great. Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, yeah. Please, yeah. Please, 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 your Yeah, bill. yeah, not advocating for that. Exactly. But, yeah. but the church has known for the history of the church. This is historical Orthodox Christianity that some sins destroy yeah. nations. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we see in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. In Sodom and Gomorrah, we have the sin of sexuality gone haywire. Right. Genesis nineteen, Judges nineteen, both the number nineteen, both representative of judgment in the Bible. Right. Fire is a natural gift from God. So is water. They're both natural forces. If you take fire out of its constrained place, if you take sexuality out of the constrained place of it the marriage, it goes rampant. Your house is on fire. Everyone dies. Yeah. You now kill us all. So, I, I and, and I agree. I, in fact, we
0: had a very similar conversation. Okay, if, if all sin is the same, I, I use the same reference about sickness. Okay, yeah, everybody gets sick. Yeah. Everybody has sickness they deal with. But some sickness needs... Radical treatment—that's right. Aggressive treatment right. to put it under control and eliminate it. And right? Peter
1: says some sin leads to death. Yes, which means not all sin leads to death. Right. Exactly.
0: And 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 so so my question is my question is this: uh, one, I got to come check your church out yeah, you in, in New York. I, I really I really want to <laughs> do. I really want to do that. Uh, something about seeing Jesus happen in New York yeah. City just sounds so amazing to me. Okay, I, and I've asked every pastor this, by the way, and, and and it's two things. To the people that are listening, that mm-hmm. are churchgoers like mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. that see what we see, mm-hmm. they feel what we feel, and they know that it's not being done right. Maybe God's pulling on their heart to, I don't know, become a pastor or an evangelist or a church planner or, or a missionary or a missionary support, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. What would you say to those people that are feeling that, but they're in a church— that's not doing the right
1: things. Well, uh, man, it's a thousand things I would say. I, I know, I, say, I know, I know. It's a loaded cur- question. Courage engenders courage. Right. So we were, as far as I know, the first church that opened in New York City. We opened in whatever 20 late summer of 2020 because I found out Rob McCoy opened his church. I was like, "You yep. can do that." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, just go do it." And I yep. was like, "Yeah, I'm doing it." <laughs> so, like, for some of you, encourage your pastor. Right. Like, be courageous. So he can be courageous. Right. For some of you, go plant a church. Right. Go to the mission field. Yeah. The disciples were 18 to 21 when they started the church. Right. Jesus was 30. The disciples were 10 years behind him. Yeah. They were between 17, maybe Peter was 20, maybe the oldest when they started. They were only 18, 19 to 23 when they started the church of Jesus Christ. Right. And we have this idea that you have to be 60 years old before you have wisdom. No, tell people about Jesus, direct them to their Bible. And never
0: have made a mistake either. That, that, that's, that's this exactly weird right. thing too, because, um, and, and, and hate to jump in, but, 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 but what would you say to the people like myself? Yeah. When, when we made the decision, that we were going to shift from purely political to we were going to go kingdom-focused, not afraid to go into politics. Yes. Uh, even I had the feelings of, oh, I, I, I can't do that. Do you mm-hmm. know all the mistakes mm-hmm. I've made totally. in my life? Like, there's totally. no way I can do that. What would you say to those people?
1: Yeah, I mean, the beauty is, um, two, one, Believe that God, God is sovereign. Yep. He's in control of the universe. Absolutely. And so, if the skeletons come out of the cl- closet, that's not that's on God. Yeah. If you're repenting. Yeah. Uh, uh, genuinely. Yeah. He'll cover your sins. He'll yeah. bless you. Radical he'll, transformation. He'll in hide Christ. you under yeah. the shadow of His wing. Yeah. He'll be with you forget about your past. Yep. But if you're still playing with fire, yep. you're going to get burned. Absolutely. So get rid of it.
0: Absolutely. And last but not least, what would you say to pass? Because I don't believe all pastors are bad. I don't. I believe that there are legitimately good pastors that want to do the right thing, but they have allowed fear to overtake their decisions. What would you say to encourage pastors that are listening to this broadcast? Because they write us all the time. What would you say as an encouragement to those pastors?
1: I would say I would say right now in the nation, God is blessing people that are bold. Right. You know, I believe that God still speaks today. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I was praying one day and I just felt like the Lord impressed upon my heart, I'm redistributing the land and I'm giving it to the bold. Right. And I've seen leaders that are my peers falling yeah. like you know, dropping like leaves. Yeah. And God, and I'm always reminded, like God saying, the people that wouldn't stand for the unborn for life, city on a hill, lamp on a lampstand, yeah. that's not for the church. That's for the culture. Right. The church is saved already. Yes. The lamp needs to be on a lampstand for the culture to not be confused and living in darkness. Right. God will bless boldness. It's scary. You're going to lose some people. We lost some people. And then we grew five to 10 times. Right. And it's great. Yeah. And I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's not my, these are not my ideas. They're God's ideas. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I agree. All right. Where can people go to support you, your church, everything that you're doing?
1: King's Church is our church in New York City. You can just look it up. David Englehart, um, Instagram, uh, podcast, the whole kind of nine yards preaching, doing stuff with Charlie, all that stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. This has been a great conversation. we got to get you on to where we can have a much longer uh, discussion. (laughs) Clearly. Thank you for coming on, man. And I'm coming to church. Yeah. I'm coming to the church. We're going to get with you. We're we're going to make that happen. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks,
1: Greg. All right. Great time.